grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our last, uh, last time we talked about Zechariah and, and uh, Elizabeth and their family. We're going to talk about their family again tonight. Family life is our theme, and, and uh, there was a boy who was running away from his family life. Things had gotten too uh, confusing at home, and he says, I'm running away. And his parents asked him, well, what are you going to do when you run out of food? And he says, well, I'll just come back for more. He said, well, what are you going to do when you run out of money? He said, well, I'll just come back for more. And they said, well, what are you going to do when your clothes get dirty? He said, well, I'll just come back home for more. And Dad said, he's not running away, he's going to college. <laughs> but did you know that people are running away from home in our, in, in our, in our country today at an alarming rate? Children are, are, are running and, and leaving mom and dad in record numbers. Because there's so much stress, so much brokenness, so many wounds in the home, so much fighting and, and abuse um, that the family members are seeking to get out of there. Husbands looking to leave families, wives looking to leave families and their, and their children. And they want to leave because they're looking for acceptance somewhere else. They're looking for love somewhere. They're, they're, they're looking for a better life. So people will run into bars because they find that friends uh, at the bottom of a bottle are better than the friends that they have at home. And they're just looking for somebody to give them a listening ear, a loving touch, sometimes more than that. And they run into extramarital affairs. Again, some children run away from home because they just can't deal with all the emotions, the constant drama, the fighting, the yelling, the abuse. Sometimes the results of these family wounds follow these children well into their adult years and affects their relationship with their spouses and their children. You know, we're in a series called Family Life, and, and family life today is, is not as good as it needs to be in our, in our society. Last week we talked about Zachariah and Elizabeth, and you remember we talked about the problem that they were facing as a couple. Remember that problem that she was barren, they couldn't have children? All their hopes were dashed. All their dreams were dashed. They wouldn't be parents like they'd hoped. Wouldn't be grandparents. All that gone. And they had to deal with all that. And I was sure in the midst of all of that, because people thought that they were cursed because they were, you know, some kind of sin in their past, that they wanted to just run away from that. Zachariah wanted to run away and find a wife who could bear him kids. Elizabeth wanted to run away for the shame that she felt she was giving to Zechariah. Home life. It can be tough. Someone once said that marriage goes through three stages. You've got the honeymoon stage where everything is great, and you've got the parties over stage. happens about seven years down the road where conflict just becomes too overwhelming, and parties over. That's when it ends in divorce. Um, and then you have the let's make a deal stage. If we're going to stay together, it's going to be like this. Where are you at in your marriage? You know, do you have conflict in your family over uh, finances, conflict in your family over money and bills? Um, it, maybe it's over your kids and how you raise them. One parent is, is too lax and the other parent is, is too disciplined. Um, or maybe you're conflicted because you don't communicate very well without fighting. And you just can't talk before it escalates into some kind of battle. Well, listen, family conflict is not the issue. Every family has conflict. 
Again, family conflict is not the issue. It's how we deal with the conflict that matters. That's the issue. And when dealing with family conflict, our natural response is to be selfish. That's our, that's our sin nature. And you say, you've hurt me, I'll hurt you back. And so you're not going to let me get my way? Well, I'm going to make sure I get my way this time because we got your way last time. And so family, you know, in this family dynamic where you've got uh, miscommunication, you've got conflict, uh, the, the members of the family resolve to, I want my way and I want it now. It's my agenda. It's my way. My way is the best way. It's my needs. It's my wants. We become very selfish with all that, you see. And, and if you don't like my way, well, guess what? You can hit the highway. But that's not how all families deal with conflict. Some families deal with conflict differently, uh, the, much differently. Instead of uh, saying my way, they deal with it by backing away. They don't like conflict. They don't like yelling. They don't like fighting. And so they'll do anything to not have to talk about an issue. Uh, anything gets hot, they run off to the, to the bedroom or they say, I've got to go to the bar or they get out the door because they don't want to deal with any of this stuff and they choose to ignore the family problems, uh, avoid them at all costs and they, they say things to shut down communication like, uh, um, uh, oh, just grow up or why do you think this is such an important issue anyway? And they say things like that to uh, make sure that it's, it's safe to run away. To back, to back away. And so instead of solving the problem, uh, we get hurt and we run. Another way that families deal with conflict in a, in, a, in a bad way is that they become passive. These family members uh, roll over like a dog and, you know, paws up in the air and they give in. I'm not going to fight. You want your way? They roll over, they play dead, they give in. And they frequently let their, their partner, their spouse, have what they're demanding. And this is a great American problem, especially among men. And it, it's, it actually has a name. It's called the Passive Detached Husband and Father Syndrome. Passive Detached Husband and Father Syndrome. It's where the father just feels like he isn't part of the family anymore. And... It's happening at an alarming rate. More men are becoming detached. They're becoming detached from their wives. They're becoming detached from their children. They become detached. They work too much. They just simply make them. And, and because they say, listen, you want it your way? Fine. You have it your way. I'm going to go into my corner. I'm going to have it mine. And they make their own little world and detach themselves. However, Zachariah and Elizabeth decided on another way. They decided on our way, which is God's way. On the eighth day, they came to circumcise John. And while they were going to name him after his father, Zechariah, but his mother spoke up and said, no, he's to be called John. And they said to her, well, there's no one in your relatives who has that name. And then they made signs to his father, Zechariah, to find out what he would like to name the child. And Zechariah, remember, he had doubted the angel when the angel said you're to call his name John. And because he doubted that Elizabeth could get pregnant at her old age, he was struck deaf for nine months all throughout the pregnancy. He, he hasn't been able to talk. He's been moot. And 
So here he is, um, and, and he can't say a word. And eventually they, they give him a tablet, and Zechariah asked for a tablet, and to everyone's astonishment, he wrote, his name is John. And then he was able to speak. Zechariah and Elizabeth decided together they were going to do things God's way. If God wants his name to be John, then we'll name him John. So instead of, of, of doing things my way or the highway, instead of doing things uh, no way, or instead of caving in and, okay, I'll let you get your way, they did it as a team, and they looked to God. As husbands and wives, we need to do the same thing. As spouses, we need to work together as a team to resolve our conflicts. Zachariah and Elizabeth um, asked, what are we going to name our son? And instead of doing things my way or uh, any other way, they did it the team way. Let's work together as a team. And a team will attack the issue, not each other. A team will attack the problem and not make the people on the team the problem. They will resolve issues without attacking each other. And reconciliation, bringing the, the team together, is the goal. It's the main focus, reconciliation. And that's what Advent is all about. God reconciling us, man to God, bringing us together again. And so and when we deal with these family issues, uh, reconciliation becomes the first priority. And why is that? Listen to this. Spouses and family are more important than any problems that might arise in your family life. Let me say that again. Spouses and children, family, is more important than any problems that might arise in your family life. Those individuals. And so we don't bury the issues, but we do bury the hatchet. And we keep talking and we keep working together and we keep trying to resolve the issues. And we agree disagreeably. And we learn to walk arm in arm without seeing eye to eye. Zachariah and Elizabeth, they decided to name their son, his name John. And that's interesting because John means Lord is gracious. Grace is how we live. We live by grace. We forgive each other, even though members in our family don't deserve to be forgiven. It's the way of grace. The grace of God is the way of God. It's the team way. It's the way of the people of God. It's the grace brings us new life and forgiveness and eternal life. As a matter of fact, John 1.1 says that God is full of grace. Romans 6.14 says that we're under grace. Ephesians 2.8.9 says we're saved by grace. Uh, Hebrews 4.16 says that uh, God is a throne of grace. And 1 Peter says that God is a God of all grace. And so grace is that thing that reconciles us to God. And it's that forgiveness that we have in God that enables us to reconcile ourselves to one another, to practice forgiveness in church and at home. And that's why Jesus came, and that's why we have Advent, because we are reconciled from God through His body. Reconciled to God through the body of Christ. John means the, Lord, means the Lord is gracious, but Jesus is the Lord of grace. 
He's the champion. He's the champion of undeserved love. And when they nailed his hands and they nailed his feet to the cross, he didn't run away. And he didn't say, well, if this is the way they're going to treat me, I'm just going to give them the silent treatment. He didn't let us have our way either. He didn't cave in because our way would have caused us, our souls eternal damnation. No, he did it his way by grace. And he went to Calvary and he paid the price and he laid the sins of all of us on his back, the sin of the whole world on his back, and he died and he paid for those sins, including those sins we commit against our family members. And then rising on the third day, our conquering hero overcame all of that so that we might be set free. Grace, forgiven by grace, lived by grace, saved by grace. We serve by grace. We over, our families overflow by God's grace. And forever we will remain in God's grace. And so when family conflict comes, we're empowered to say, not my way, not your way, not no way. We say yes to a better way, God's way, grace. Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus and the life everlasting. Amen.